and welcome to the Screen Blast Podcast with your favorite fearless hero, K9 Biscuit. And we're joined here today with Brian from Brian the Baltimorean. Blackjack. From And Democracy! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> nice! All right. We finally all have places that we come from. This is great. This is great. All right, put some boots too. I never do this, but can I get your autograph? I've been following you for a long time. Sign right there. <laughs> Pussy boots laps in the face of death. Bounty Hunter. It's a damn good movie. Damn good movie. Holy shit! This was as I was saying on our way back. You know, I saw this. I saw this twice. Second time with you. Terrible theater experience, but great movie. But this was classic DreamWorks. This is what the entire studio seems to have been built upon in terms of its writing concepts, its style. It feels like just back to back to the past. This is great. Okay, so this is where we might differ because this is a. Super damn good movie. <laughs> yeah, like no, this is this is a fucking good. This is a fun time. This is um, uh, it's probably my favorite animated movie theatrically this year. Fair. Like out of everything I've seen theatrically this year, which isn't much. There was like fucking, uh, Strange World, Lightyear. Uh, I I can't remember anything else. What, did the bad guys come out this year? Yes, bad guys came uh, out in the beginning. And that was also DreamWorks. And that was also DreamWorks. I mean, that was... I guess DreamWorks killed it this year in the, so in the theater set. The that's what you can... Before we go deeper into the movie itself, everything about this movie, it's like, you know, bad guys was a great comeback for DreamWorks as a whole, but then you look at just the fact that we have this character from the past finally getting a sequel theatrical movie, um, the quality of it, the quality of the writing... The adventure itself. Um, this is the issue with Disney, where they have just made movies that aren't about really like fun adventure and having real humor, and everything just feels like sterile. Mar if it's comedy, it's Marvel comedy sprinkled in. Like, Most, the, like, yeah. the, like I remember with Frozen Two, I'm like, something's missing here. I remember with something like Turning Red, it's like, oh, that was fine. Going and seeing like. Uh, in a strange world, it's like, oh, that was fine. But this, it's like, oh, there's spectacle, there's great action, they know how to use the angles with the CGI, they really put pair, care and passion into this movie. The, like, yeah. this is an experience. You, lunch me! Mm. And the rest of you, play double time! get out with Disney's theatrical sequels it's like either hit or miss like even 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 with Pixar too yeah. um, I guess with some of the section of the Toy Story movies but like the um like we got like Frozen 2 which like just played it safe yeah. same thing with Wreck-It Ralph 2 it just played it safe right just like shove IPs in your face Frozen 2 was just like Frozen uh, 2 wasn't had really time to much, get written and that's, yeah. that's, that was the disappointing thing it's they had time it was you know? the, the plot the writing the plot was like less mature than the first one the plot was just poorly stitched together. 
And as beautiful as that movie is, it's obviously dated quickly because you see everything they've done with the fur in this movie and you see how they, the expressions oh, yeah, in like, these characters. Like, it, you know, as much as we saw Turning Red, this makes Turning Red look elementary because I remember the uh, the exciting thing was, oh, look how graphically impressive uh, the red panda looks. It's like, yeah, that looks great, but what are you doing with it? You're seeing Puss in boots doing flips and spins and the camera's working like right now next to his fur, and you're getting real expression and emotion out of his face, that's genuine, like, quality. Oh, yeah, like, um, like, this is, again, what DreamWorks, like, they're trying something new, because, um, what was your opinions on the first Puss in Boots? Uh, so, uh, uh, you two, we just, we, we haven't talked about it, but we have, we established you already exist in this podcast. Absolutely. So, uh, uh we'll Puss, start with Daryl first. Yeah, Black yeah, have Jackers. you seen the first Puss in Boots? You see, you did. A little bit, but... Years it's ago. been a long time ago. Well, what was your initial impression from what you remember? Did you think it was just okay? It was okay. Good art style, a little bit. The story was okay. Alright, so what do you think? It's, no, well, oh. I, it's what you expect of a DreamWorks movie. That's what, that's I, was, that's uh, yeah. what I was gonna say. Is So, the difference between Puss in Boots now versus Puss in Boots when it came out in 2010 is that was deep in the era when DreamWorks was just trying to throw anything at the wall and make it stick. You had several you had shrek going on and on and on you had madagascar in the heat of its like franchise you had kung fu panda like our kung fu panda one came out we were waiting for kung fu panda two and then you had you know um then you had puss and boots come out and it's like oh can the spinoff to the shrek property work and it was a cool idea because it extended on that concept of Shrek, which is we'll take folklore stories like uh, what is it the the egg uh, what the f- is his name Humpty uh, Dumpty Humpty Dumpty. Thank <laughs> you forgot you. the nursery rhyme. I, I I was talking to Maj about it yesterday, and for some reason I can I couldn't recall it just now. But and I love what they did with Humpty Dumpty, though it was a simple villain, and it was fine, you know. And I like what they did with Soft Paws, you know. Uh, but. It was a solid movie, and I always enjoyed it, and I like rewatching it. But it's not something that I go after to watch so often, uh, which is why I've always been excited for a sequel. It, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a fun spinoff. Like, um, it took me like ten, like a couple of years after it released to finally watch it because I remember when it was first coming out, and I like, saw the trailers for it, and like this, this doesn't really look that much inspired. It just looks like a, it looks like a spinoff of Strek. Looks like lesser than Strek. And like seeing the movie, it's like it's actually a fun, solid movie. Um, but I still, I'd watch, I, I still watch Shrek two and four over it. I'd watch this. I watched puts. I watched the first Puss in Boots over Shrek one and three. Usually though. Yes. No. Puss in Boots was not better than Shrek. It just was a solid spinoff. And it, remember, it was also coming out at a time where there was a massive internet craze about cats. And so it was like this major sort of, it was a perfect time culturally to focus on a character that you had a spinoff, a spinoff character that is a cat that's doing a lot of fun, goofy things while the internet era was still obsessing with about a bunch of cat culture. I'm surprised like they, um, DreamWorks just like, uh, put, put some boots in the movies of his own instead of like. Um, pairing him from somebody with like a a, uh, a different Strike character because Puss in Boots only came in, in the second movie. Yeah. Uh, but like he, he was very he was a, he was a beloved side uh, comic relief. Absolutely. That was another thing about the surprising about the second one movie. They just like added another comic relief. 
on top of Donkey. But they made it work. But it worked. Uh, yes, they were foils to each other, which yeah. was that was that was a fun dynamic. I'm surprised this wasn't a Donkey and Puss movie. Right. You're talking about they, the first... Yeah, the first one. They could have easily made it that. Yes. Or, or like, they could have made a donkey movie. I think he's, like... he's a, He was the most... Still the most memorable. Yeah. Well, of course. That's, uh, why, they, that's why they put Donkey in the new title card for DreamWorks. Like, because it's Shrek and Donkey still. Like, Don, like Eddie yeah. Murphy's Donkey still sells tickets significantly. Um, but, yeah, no, I think the, puss, the first Puss in Boots was just... In a place in time where it could be forgotten too. Like this stands out more because DreamWorks is not where it was. Between then and now, you've had DreamWorks go through bankruptcy, getting sold off to Comcast, um, desperately trying things with shit like Home and Trolls and Boss Baby, and losing its identity a bit. I forgot like, about that's, Home. I want. I wish. Like I wish I still forgot about Home. Why'd you remind me? <laughs> because that's that's like <laughs> yeah. that's the weird era that we went through with with DreamWorks, where it's like you know it was. To me, DreamWorks is a company that was always around as a kid. It's like a you know I just rival. remember Peberman, P, uh, 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 Peabody and Sherman. Peabody and It was also experimental. But I enjoyed yes, that one. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but. DreamWorks was a company that was always around uh, as, as when I was a kid, you know, to compete against Disney um, for that CGI animation, and they did a really good job going toe to toe with Disney. They would make as much money, if not more. Shrek was the most financially successful franchise for years until Illumination came around with Despicable Me, but that and that was the rival for years. Um, but they just couldn't hold up because they were throwing too much shit. Yeah, that was like, they, that, but, that, but they were that was too much uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg trying to get back at them. Right, but that was there was too much shit going on that like Turbo didn't work. Right, and Rise oh, of the Guardians yeah. didn't work. Oh, you were you were you mimicking so much shit that I forgot yeah. DreamWorks did. Yeah, they just you kept, remember their whole backlog. Did you look up their backlog before you got here? I looked it up and I lived it. So you know, because yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I did not watch Turbo or Rise of the Guardians. Yeah, but. That's why, you know, coming back now to, to um, Puss in Boots 2, it's like, Puss in Boots 2 was supposed to come out in 2014. Like, that's how long ago that was supposed to come out. It really? Yeah, damn. And so, here we are in 2022. And so, number one, it's awesome that we still have Antonio Banderas doing the voice, because he's kick-ass. Um, we still have most of the voice cast that was there from the first movie. But, you know, let's talk about just... Yeah. What are we first oh, yeah. off? What do you think of the new well, DreamWorks title? Well, going back before, I like uh, I, I'm glad like it did take them this long because now they have uh, more inspiration <laughs> to go um, after. It's not a it. Puss in Boots two likely would have been a cash in if it came out in 2014 yeah. because that again that DreamWorks is completely different and this one is trying to find relevance where Illumination. Remember, I think what was it two like last year or a couple years ago. Um, DreamWorks was on the back burner doing all the TV projects, all the Netflix and Peacock shit. And Illumination was the moneymaker theatrically because Minions, Despicable, and all that. And now that you're starting to see this, it's like now we finally are getting what was Comcast's original vision, which is you have DreamWorks doing these movies, which are like Pixar quality at this point. Yeah. They are the Pixar to Illumination's to Anti-Pixar on it. Uh, uh, right, but like, yeah. if you know what I mean, where it's like Disney Animation and Pixar, Universal has, uh, I mean, Disney and Disney Animation and Pixar 
which is usually thought of as the higher quality, DreamWorks animation, and then Illumination, which is thought of as slightly lower quality. They still want they still want things that make money, so like Comcast is like, throw out another boss baby out there. Yep. What Netflix got another slot? Put a Christmas special on another there. Christmas special. What Netflix got another slot? Put a like, put a second boss baby show on there. Yep. They already have enough. They do. Not enough. No, you can never have enough money. Nope. No. It's that's waiting for the. Um, you know, that's, I'm but, so, wait, that, wait, wait, wasn't there a Boss Baby three already announced? Yes. Oh, that's, geez, okay, but, yep. but look, that is the only because it made a lot of money. Remember, Boss Baby two, I think, was the was or was it Trolls? No, Trolls failed. Right, Trolls was the one that failed through streaming. No, that, or, Troll was Trolls two was successful, success, which is why it was we're successful getting, through which streaming. Which is why we're getting a Trolls three. Yeah, but this is the only thing about DreamWorks is this has been their best year to this is probably their best year. In over a decade. Um, yeah, probably their best year in over a decade. You know, I think 2014 they had How to Train Your Dragon 2 and Penguins of Madagascar, which that's a that's a solid one-two. But Bad Guys and this, th- this has been a really fun year. Yes. You know. Um, Boss Barry 2 come out this year? No. Okay. Uh, I think it was 2020. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like, oh, yeah. We that had was a, very early. We had a podcast. That, that was one of our first podcasts, actually. Yes. That was a hit on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> we can't post on SoundCloud anymore because they have like a fucking They storage. have a limit. Yeah. yeah that fuck, was so fuck stupid. Because we, we were actually getting like a fucking audience on there. Yeah. People were commenting and shit. It was nice while it was good while it lasted. Very limited. Fuck them. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, new DreamWorks logo. Yeah. Uh, I. I think it's great. Uh, yeah. I like the first thing the show is is like uh, the uh, the new guys, the bad guys. It's so interesting that they are they're the ones that start it because it's more like a legacy thing, right? It's yeah. Like you leave Shrek to be the last because not that that was the first movie, but that was the first CG. That was the first major hit. You don't, you don't count ants. That was a, no. That was you the first major. Ant. That was the first major hit. Exactly. Thank you me. know, it would have been nice to see like they could have like redone their two D stuff just like in three D. Just like you see, like 3D models, like oh shit, 3D models of the world Road to El Dorado characters. No, you don't want to see uh, what's her name. Chell, Chell. No, everyone's gonna melt. Yeah, they, the dude, that's how they sell it. That's you gotta <laughs> sell it. <laughs> oh, here comes a new point. She's yeah, that's right. Skimpy lady wearing a fucking diaper, pretty much. Yeah, yeah but new sm- roll thirty four. Here we go. Wait, new? What do you mean new? Oh, like, God. yeah, but no, like you're right. Like the because what I just want to recall, we saw so. Bad guys, obviously, I love how close... So, again, this really works for 3D as well because I love how close... Uh, Hick, uh, what is it? Uh, Night Fear, the Night Fury flies yeah. in because the tail like feels like it's about to smack you yes. with your 3D glasses. It's like a 3D, it's like a 3D ride at an at a, um, amusement park. Yeah. But that entire journey, again, the whole... The key here is I'm just glad that the kid that fishes, that's doing the fishing is no longer alone. That's kind of a. That's also a cool vibe where it's like for years he sits there. That's it. And he would get so depressed that sometimes he would quit his job and other people take over. And he, like, like someone else, like a, like the frog, a frog, the boss baby, the boss baby would do it. Some <laughs> other, yeah. But this, that's that's the key here is you know the mascot can finally interact with the franchises. He learned how to drive. He, he just, learned how to drive he, the moon. Yeah, he like he, like, he, he lost the sun. And the moon had the moon. car keys the whole time. He lost them, and he was like, "Oh fuck! There's a car. There's a moon car keys. I can actually drive this bitch." <laughs> like, hey everybody, I'm your god. Why have I been just going up this entire <laughs> time, doing this for 27 years? Like, but uh, yeah, like it's it's cool. 
It's it's uh it's or like Dare DreamWorks, make me some friends, man. I will say it's better than this fucking Illumination shit where they just do minions. Illumination. <laughs> I will say there's a little bit of magic in that. Like I'll I'll take it. Uh, it was char- no, I I it was, I was I, I don't know for some reason I, it was probably wasn't funny, like I, like objectively funny, but like I love the little minions too. Like um <laughs> little uh, intro it was like. There's a big fucking disco ball flying, yeah. and like I did not know you can spell out minions to illumination. So it's like yes. illumination, minions. Yeah, that was uh, pretty cool. That was, uh, that was nice. They, they made it work. Like uh, I, I have not watched Minions One, but like Minions Two was a good time. Minions Two was solid. Was that this year? Yeah, it was this year. And it's not. It's not going to be in our top ten. I'm telling you that. Yeah. No, that's my number one. Okay, I'm gonna spoil it. Minions, Minions Two is number one right now. Ass. <laughs> no. Number two is ass. There you go. Number two. There was, is I, I saw a movie called Ass, and it was just, just naked buttocks for a, Mark, two hours Mark, and ten minutes. Mark, that's your that's your Pornhub stream. <laughs> this is the Screen Blast podcast. Do not share both. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's I'm get back to the porn section. <laughs> oh, <God>. screen blast. <laughs> screen porn blast. <laughs> Screens blasting. Or like that. I don't know. Blast that was bad. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Let them come. There we go. Uh, uh, no, Daryl. When the trailer came out for Transformers, Four, Daryl heard me laugh. He was like, "Oh God," because <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah. Dude, sh- <laughs> let let them, them come. But it's just the stupid tagline the monkey Transformer says, where he's like, you know. Optimus, you haven't seen nothing in your past or future is as big as this. It's like, well, you know, in the next movie, it's, it's bigger fucking thing, right? So whatever, like it bullshit. Optimus Prime, you dumbass! I'm a fucking monkey. There's a bigger threat out there. Like, kill him. <laughs> and it's just like, I that's a scene from the movie, and it's just like, you did. I explained. And my brain no, does no, not remember. No, 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 no. That's actually a scene from the movie. And then, like, after Optimus Prime says that, he just, there's, like, a moment of silence. And the monkey's just like, oh, fuck. Uh, oh, shit. You fucking right. Damn. <laughs> just like, fuck. All right. You did explain this in the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because it's, uh, it's the, um... How old they are. They were... The, they, they were there before yeah. there were machines. Yeah, they were there before which, humans were even a fucking thing. Which is... But then how are they still mechanized if they... Uh, watch the uh, they, shitty old CG it, cartoon from the 90s. How did they even transform into literal living beings? And not machinery. But the... But... But... I'm, see how serious I'm taking this? This is so bullshit. I can't take this... I like. There's a point where you... Okay. If it comes down from space and it turns into a truck... That doesn't make sense already. I don't know why I'm trying to go any further than that. They have their own. Time. Honestly, that they was, made up their own. Time. Honestly, that was my favorite. Right. Honestly, That's, that was my favorite scene in the movie Puss in Boots too that we're talking about. Exactly. So. Oh, cool! Another member of the team. We are not a team. Ice on the road. Who is this guy? I'm Puss's best friend. No, it isn't. And his therapy dog. Definitely not. Finally, you need therapy. <laughs> And I'm glad we're gonna have to pull this entire fragment about Transformers and just zip it out. I already segmented our way. We can just keep it in if you want. <laughs> it is what it is. We then we we segue a couple times in our other podcast. Uh, anyway. Let's let's talk about the big movie that we saw, Eighty for Brady. That <laughs> shit looks so awful. <laughs> yeah, oh does. my god. We should probably have it. We should have had a trailer section. Anyway, back to Puss in Boots. But like, uh, yes. we're. we're uh, I guess, I guess we, we're done. We wrapped up the, tra- the we, dra- we wrapped up the title sequence. Yes. Um, so I'll say that the first 
sort of action sequence we get, and it runs for about 10 minutes, um, it really shows off the quality of, uh, again, how far DreamWorks has come. You know, uh, just, again, like, you get a lot of awesome angles in that yeah, fight, yeah, yeah, yeah. whether it's the sword fight with the humans or when it grows into becoming this fight with this large creature, like, uh, holding a church bell. It's like, that is... That is an epic fight that usually would be an end sequence, but we have yes. something even better at the end. Oh, yes. That, but the beginning sequence in itself was already fun action. That was a good time. That was like, oh, shit, I'm in. All right. I and like, the song. I love how we're getting the opposite of Avatar, where it's like, um, when there's action bits, the frame rate gets higher. But, like, in <laughs> Puss in Boots, when there's action bits, the frame rate gets lower. People, they, like... The all the characters start like cutting frames. Yeah, cu- yeah, they start cutting frames like when you're fucking playing a game and just the system can't handle the graphics. Yeah, it's like characters I will are say, starting but to look more good. Frame. It looks good, right? Like it, it, it's weird, but like you get used it's to weird. it. Yeah, it's not like they don't handle like Spider. They don't handle as flawlessly as Spider Verse does. No, but like you, but like uh, what they do here, you get used to it. And like yeah, going back to this is like the art style. They definitely got inspired by Spider Verse. Yeah. yeah, and like um, and also Bad Guys was a stepping was a first stepping stone. Definitely. And like this was like a, this was like a great like touch up and like I I like this art style they're going with and it brings it gives it its own identity separate from the Shrek universe because the um even I, I think this yeah. is the evolved Shrek universe we're going to get now. It, I, I hope it this is. is what they're going with. I don't like this is. I mean, you, we already, you know, you see at the end, and again, spoilers, yeah. everyone, but, you know, you see what you see at the end, and we'll talk about what that, what we think that means, uh, but... The, I, I wonder, because, like, I, I know, I don't, oh, we'll, we'll go, I guess we'll uh, talk about that, and can you continue? It just feels like, yes, this is a variant of the Shrek universe, potentially, but this also is so closely tied to Shrek, the same way Puss in Boots was originally tied to Shrek that I, I feel like they're just going to carry this through and that's going to be the visual language. Um, now, Shrek may go like less than what we get with the frame rate adjustment, and that might just be a Puss in Boots thing, but the way in which it looks, you know, the quality, obviously. I'm, I'm fine with like uh, Shrek being like the uh, an evolved art style of like what it originally was, yeah. realistic and such. And, like, I, I like that this movie has its own identity seven from Shrek, and that's what it's, like, this kind of art style is what the first movie needed, honestly. Because, like, it, the, again, like I said, the first movie was just okay. It just felt like, it, it felt like a cash-in spin-off. Using assets it's, that you've it, already had. Yeah, it's yeah. like, we might as well keep using these from a universe. Yeah, it doesn't have much of its own identity. Yeah. It's but, just, like, Shrek, Shrek minus some. But then you see the human characters in this movie, like, you see, uh, was it the cat lady... And it's like, oh, kitty soft paws. No, no, the cat lady. Oh yeah. yeah and it's like, right. oh, like that's a very vis- that's a visual look you would not have gotten from any Shrek movie or the previous Puss in Boots. That is something that you maybe wouldn't have seen even in Bad Guys because again, the art style here is way different. It's just a bit. It's like you turn it a little bit, just a little bit. You turn the gauge a little bit. That's that's pretty cool, you know. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, you get like uh, you have. What is it? I'm trying to go through all the, like, a couple different characters, of course, you know. Um, but again, that first visual sequence, or that first sequence where we're coming in, we're learning where Puss is, what's the situation, um, you know, and he just it, dies. It's weird that we don't have much context why he's an outlaw, because, like, he saved the village in the last movie. 
Well, he's an outlaw because he's raiding someone else's house, right? And that's what he does. Is he he takes? He's more like a. He's almost like a Robin Hood. I, I get. Well, we saw that he was already an outlaw in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, because he showed the poster. Right. So I mean, that was before. I mean, I guess like he's just he does that to that's everyone. That's what he does. Yeah. Well, we we do see his life. He is like a mischievous misadventurer. Right. Thing. Oh yeah. So yeah, you get you get that in the opening. He dies and. Again, you get like there's just fun, so many funny moments, like in that fight with the giant creature. Hey, you want to see something cool? And it's just <laughs> it oh my bashed. god, it's so fast paced. Yeah, it's, it's just so, so fun. fast paced, so fun. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, like it, it reminds me, there was like another movie that was fast paced like that. Fuck, I can't remember at the moment. I think I think that was like I think it does like Spider Verse. Honestly, like uh, it was also it that feels fast. different. It feels in a way because there was some yeah. other movie that was fast paced too. You're talking animated? Yeah. And it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't fuck remember. I think it's a probably a movie from Sony. I don't know. Well, we'll keep going. I try to. I'll try to remember. Cool. Cause... You had to describe the characters. Shut the fuck up! I can't. No, I can't remember anything. Just like, keep going. Just keep going. While I think. Hola, amigos. Look at your cat. Now back to me. Now back to your cat. Now back to me. Sadly, your cat is not me. But if he got off the catnip and got himself a cape and some boots, he could act like me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You are in an adventure. Nine lifetimes in the making. With a cat, your cat could act like. What is in your paw? Holy frijoles. It is golden eggs. Does your cat have golden eggs? I didn't think so. I'm on a horse. You left me hanging on, like, while I'm thinking of a movie. Like, I'm thinking of a movie that that happened between 1942 and 2022. But anyway, let's, let's, um, I love the, um, the fairy tale world we get in this, in this movie. The version of the fairy tale world. This is a step up from Streck. Um, and it's like, the, like, the thing about this movie, it's like, um, we're gonna get to it at the end. It's like more, it's like more connected to Streck universe. But, like, um, it feels, it feels like an, much different from Strike Universe. Like these kind of incarnations of these fairy tale characters, it's like something you'd see out of like some kind of anime or something. It, it's very anime inspired. They're much further developed. Uh, like we get Goldilocks and the Three Bears, right? And that sort of thing would have been if they did that visual gag uh, back when the first Shrek came out. Obviously, they would have been one of the f- many that were sort of being band- banded up by Farquad, right? Yeah. That's where they would have come in. But what we get is a much more, I would say, strongly developed Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Okay, oh wait, sorry, I just want to interrupt your thought. Okay, I was thinking of uh, Mitchell's fucking pointless. Mitchell's versus fucking fuck you, Mark. I was saying of Mitchell's versus the machines. All right. No Eric. one gives a connected. That's not its name anymore. You know that. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> No, go on with whatever the fuck you were saying originally. It, it, it's, yeah, the art style. Saying, the art style completely is completely uh, detached. Continue, continue to the art style. Please. Yes, the art style is. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, like, I, I'm like, I'm not getting underappreciated. I'm the one adding everything to the podcast, and you're just like, you're just like, I'm just swimming in it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah you're yeah, swimming yeah. in it. Like, yeah. I'm just you're, you're, you're fired, show. and you're fired. This is my show now. What a fucking, what, what an absolute <laughs> yeah. shit show. Well, like, uh, yeah, they're just like it reminds me of Mitchell vs. Machines, like the way it's fast paced and uh, the action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. go ahead. Much better movie, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Which one? Mitchell's, obviously. No, uh, come on. Oh, okay, this. yeah. I'll, 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 like, what, wait, what's going on? <laughs> no, no, but again, like you, uh, there's just so much you can you can visually eat 
in the, and again, I keep talking about the opening cutscene just because it's like, again, you bring everyone in with this opening song, uh, you know, Fearless Hero. Oh my god, it's, it's a banger! And it's fun, you know, and at first I'm like, I don't want to hear him sing, I don't give a fuck, but by like 30 seconds in, I'm in! And, you know, then you have the sword fighting, and again, it grows and grows and grows, and it's a big fight. He dies, and... You know, again, like, like I was going on before, you get a lot of great comedy moments where, you know, the the eight previous deaths, you know, we've seen the trailer, a lot of you have seen the trailer, um, you get a brief version of that, but I like how they extend it a little bit more, so you get yes. a little bit more resonance as to what happens to for his idiocy to get to that point of him dying, you know. Um, obviously, funniest one, I don't know what was the funniest one to you guys, but there was the one... Where uh, you know he's like you know falling from the tallest building in wherever land. <laughs> the last race. I can land on all four. I can always land. Right. Cats always yeah. land on their feet. Yeah. I uh, like no. My favorite one is just like he's just at a restaurant. This has shellfish. Honestly, I like the yeah. trailer cut better because it just like abruptly cuts more. It does. It, it yeah, cuts it, better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like it just have shellfish. He yeah. just dies. <laughs> the might will be him getting shot out of a cannon. Like, yeah, it's like this will revolutionize the air travel. Yeah, that was good. That was stupid. <laughs> what the hell made you think you could do that? Stupid confidence. And and what, you know, we get, again, what I would say is very high quality expressions that are realistic, but also, like, maximize what they've done. Where you have the doctor looking at puss in boots. Mm-hmm. And, but... The, but he has this expression that's like an actual cat. You know what I mean? Like he grabs uh, him in a moment, looks yeah. like an actual cat, goes back, like lets him go, goes back to the face that we normally see. Does something else, does it looks like a cat, stops with like a cat. It's like in random moments you get these expressions that are like, oh, this is this is like kind of cool. This is kind of funny. I like how they work that dynamic in. Oh, yeah. Like every character in this movie is so enjoyable. Yes. And like, uh, it, um, like the next, like the character we get, like the big bad wolf, he's the most like, threatening character I've ever seen in the DreamWorks movie. I just love the smell of fear. Pick it up. Pick it up. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I would, like... Basic representation of mm. death itself. God damn. Mm. So, I will... I will... I will counter that because I would be lying if to agree... If I didn't say Eris from Sinbad was not more terrifying. And you are? Eris, the goddess of discord. No doubt you've seen my likeness on the temple walls. I sh- <laughs> You know, they don't do you justice. But no one, none, neither of you have probably seen Sinbad. I've seen Road out. I think that's years. the only, only 2D movie I've seen say was Road. I've been years. Yeah, but that's. It was Road to Cheldorado. Not it, no, it was not Road to El Dorado. It's Sinbad. I know that's the only two D movie I've seen. Oh, that's the only two. You haven't seen Prince of Egypt? Uh, what kind of that, fuck? Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. There's something wrong. Dude. You're missing out, man. That's like the best. <laughs> you haven't seen Glass Onion, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Glass. Then you want to do that Glass Onion party at the same motherfucker? You haven't seen that? That's just Toilet Town. <laughs> Seriously, that even a fucking thing. Oh yes, God. it is. Everyone's talking about Glass Onion. Glass Onion. <laughs> my God. Who the fuck onion. is talking about that shit? Everyone is. You are not in the zeitgeist. Huh? Who the fuck they not? It's number one on fucking Netflix, bitch. I, I saw I it on my AOL server. I haven't <laughs> seen shit about because it. Because you're not looking. 
<sighs> Many people ain't talking about it. Either way, in terms of villainy, uh Brian! Damn my tell him how full shit he is! <laughs> Pinocchio either. You haven't seen Pinocchio yet? I don't give a fuck. They were talking about the fuck you. <laughs> they haven't seen Pinocchio. You haven't even seen the Disney one? I seen the old Pinocchio, yeah. No, I'm talking about the remake. Everyone loves it. I don't believe you. I know. <laughs> I don't believe you. Something fishy going on here. Yeah. But, but no, the, but no, the, the villain of uh, Puss in Boots 2 is... A, the literal in, uh, the literal representation of death and what they do with death here um, I didn't realize it was death in the beginning like the first scene I thought it was a bounty hunter a bounty hunter which is what uh, Puss in Boots thinks it, it, it thinks he is yep. and it's you what I love about him is like holy shit the you really feel for his life in that first scene and in many moments throughout. Now, I will say, toward the end, as you get closer and closer to learning that he's death, it's like, uh, I don't know if he's really going to kill him or not because you start to see where the movie's going, but especially in the beginning. Like, it's like, ooh, these these sequences where, you know, he's really sliced and diced, you get real, like, blood. That's... Yeah, what I assume know. is, like, because I, I remember seeing the trailer, it was, like, gold locks and the wolf's after him, so it's like... Alright, so he just has a series of bounty hunters out there. He's one of these bounty hunters he's just gonna pull, he's just gonna get rid of. And it's like, no, like, you feel, like, how, like, the, the atmosphere and, like, how he's struggling. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's like nothing he's faced before. It's like, this guy feels undefeatable to him. And he's like, and he becomes, like, a like a horror movie villain in a way. He's yes. just, like, creeping up on him every time. And he just, like, does a slow whistle. He's just, like, teasing him. Yep. He's, like, giving him, he, like, he's giving him back his sword, like, pick it up. Pick it up! I just love that moment. That was it's, great. <laughs> and don't wait. Life, life flashing before your eyes. Mm. Ah, he's so great. Uh, like again, these like these incarnations of like these uh, fairy tales. Especially um, we're gonna get to uh, Golden Locks and Three Bears. Yeah. Uh, I lo like uh, I, that was creative what they did with them. Yes. It was like uh, she li she's like with the three bears, and I thought they uh, the funny reveal is that they're actually like uh, talking and anthropomorphic. I thought they were just bears. Efforts. Effort. Yeah, that's understandable. I, uh, it, it it was a funny it was a funny reveal how they that did it. That it's finally like ah these are casual. Uh, they're actually fully anthropomorphic. Anthrop anthropomorphic, which leads you to a lot better uh, dial. You get really good dialogue throughout this movie with them. Like just funny char funny character dialogue. Very very good comedy uh, between all four. You know the mom bear kind of doesn't get a lot of that comedy, but. You know, you get the brother-sister relationship there. Uh, really funny. Um, the dad bear is just stupidly unaware at times. Like, it, it's... Uh, the orphan, it's and the adopted family. Adopted and family there's, family. like, we got a great villain. I love a, a ja uh, Jack Hummer. What was, what was his name? And my thumb pulled out a plum and said, What a good boy am I. <sighs> Uh, but like I, I just love seeing his facial expressions are hilarious. I just love seeing him talk. Yeah. Like the um the um the actor uh, John Mulaney John yeah. does a, a fantastic job voicing Big him. Big mouth. Yeah. Yeah. He he's like a 
the, the every time that that villain is on screen, uh, like it is just it is just a fun moment. It's Absolutely. just a fun moment, and they they just throw in enough extra character to put the cherry on top, like the uh, the uh, the cricket, the, the cricket, the cricket's great. The cricket's great, and it, it's just like the back and forth is just great. It's like it's not annoying at all, and it, it like uh, it it just adds to like the fantastic dialogue and writing of this movie. Yes, indeed. No, it. it you know, that back and forth where the cricket's like, you know, he's trying to realize, oh, he's like, the cogs are turning. Oh, there's no saving this guy. Not at all. Oh, he's absolutely fucking mad. He's, he yeah. doesn't, I don't think you value the human, value human life. Like, <laughs> As he was walking across a canyon on the backs <laughs> human brain. of his God. slaves. That like, was great. Oh, trying to bring a whole big-ass cat. Dude, I love the reveal of the baker's dozen. Yeah. That was great. That was great. <laughs> like, uh, this whole movie is fantastic. Like, um... Uh, and, and Perro, I thought he would be, like, a, just an annoying, cutesy character, but, like, uh, he's the heart of the movie. You're a talking cat? I'm a talking cat. Let's talk. <sighs> I'd rather eat. Oh, not a problem. We can eat and talk at the same time. No hablo inglés. ¿Hablas español? Yo también. ¿De dónde eres? ¿Te gustan las siestas? I don't speak Spanish either. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, okay, good talk. Oh, hang on. Pickles? Is that your name? I'm no expert, but you don't look like a Pickles. Well, you don't look like a cat. <gasps> He's a good character. Like he's not. He's not like. A, I feel he's a funny character, but like he's like he's a part of the. Yeah. Heart. If you're thinking of the part of the heart, I think another part of the heart. There's two pieces, which is I think the the relationship between uh, soft paws and puss, as well. Uh, I think seeing that dynamic back again, again, this is the type of thing where like Disney does not. We're we're at a point in time where it's like no one wants to do the relationship thing anymore. It's like. Oh, we can have platonic friends. It's like it's kind of nice to finally have a movie that can just do that again. When you look at Disney animated movies, especially, is you lose real character personality when you sort of act like any of these characters aren't going to. They don't go further. They're just kind of there. They're interlocked, but nothing happens. Like even in Frozen Two, which you can sort of compare. It's like. There's not between all of the characters, like nothing really happens, and there's no real development. Like some people were theorizing that there was like a a gay relationship between uh, Elsa and that one, like I can't that native group. There was a girl there that also controlled something, but they didn't. There was nothing. They have no guts to pull anything relationship wise in any situation. Yeah, I saw that movie. So there's no. But but the key factor is relationships are natural to characters. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And so what I loved about Puss in Boots, too, is, like, you get back to seeing them, and it's just a bond and two characters that are, like, acting as if they are right back in it again, and they're just going back and forth. And it's cool. It's like, oh, okay, I, you know, I haven't seen this in a while in a movie the same way that, like, it was cool to see in Bad Guys. It's like, ah, these guys are just hitting it off, getting comfortable with each other, as it would happen, like I don't know, like it to me, that's a rarity in other animated features. It looks like Spider Verse is going to do the same thing. Which it's, starting is have, it's starting to happen more commonly in animated movies now. So yeah. right, well, it, I'm saying it, it happened all the time in animated movies, and then it dropped off in like the mid 2010s because it became this platonic thing. 
or we didn't want to show it, and then it's now it's finally coming back again. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it, you know, enough of my soapbox. <laughs> Give me the map. Trust me. Trust you? Like I did in Santa Coloma? Really? Santa Coloma? Si, Santa Coloma. Soft pause again. Like I said, Heart of the Movie, another piece of the Heart of the Movie. You were talking about uh, the dog character, which, again, you think upon first impression is going to be annoying, but is a critical piece uh, on the journey. And it makes it all the more better because he's just a goofball, a lovable goofball that is so anti Puss in Boots and softball's personality. Oh, yeah. You brought a lonely man out. You brought Puss in Boots out of his loneliness. And you, you actually made soft paws actually trusting somebody. That's yeah. what he was there for. Right. And it's fun to see, it was also fun to see, like, uh, um, soft paws get, like, um, no, uh, Pero like actually get like um under Softpaws' good side because uh, Softpaws was not trusting anybody. No. Yeah. No. He was the light to their darkness. Indeed. Yeah. And it, sometimes you need someone to pop in like that. But, you know, I love the again, going back to the story and the journey, like of course they get this map. It, everyone's on the chase for the map. Um and you know, they go into this air this portal area, uh the forest or whatever. And I love the fact that it's literally visually changing upon whoever gets it. And the journey does adjust. So it's not just that everyone's going through the same forest and it's going to be the same consistent forest. It is a different setting dependent on who controls it up until when you get close enough to the star area that yeah. it doesn't really matter. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoever has a map is, is their personality mapped out on the whole thing. Right. <clears throat> yeah, this whole yeah again, this whole movie's beautiful. But um, you want to you want to get to the um the ending. What? Right. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay? Did, you just went from you know he wants to end this podcast. He I, does. Yeah, yeah. And you, I don't. I, I, I forget. I think I ran, I think I, I think I talked about everything I want to talk about. <laughs> Death. I don't. We talk about death. I know. Yeah, I think. I think. I because I'm trying to think. Like, what else I need? I think I got through everything. So again, uh, only other things that I have found great since you don't have anything else. Yeah, to talk yeah about. you pass it off so, to me. So I was like, again, uh, I can't think of anything one else. One of the maybe. villains. One of the villains has an issue with uh, Jack or whatever. Has an issue with Pinocchio. I love the visual. I love the drop-ins again. One yeah. of the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the, okay, so, yeah. okay, my... Fa- so no, I was go to by the, the way, end. I forgot. My favorite actual Puss in, Boots death, death, Puss in Boots death scene that we see is of the gingerbread man. Like, yeah, you're oh, no, you. What are you doing? And he's like, I am a great baker. And he just fucking burns himself <laughs> to death. Like, all right. Like, again, just little cameos here and there. Like, you're part of the universe, but... You know, you're, it's just right outside. You get a little couple references, and that's it. And that's cool, you know? But that that moves into the last part of the movie, which is where we see uh, Puss and the team that, or the trio, I should say, now going to far, far away. And so, obviously, that will lead into uh, the eventual Shrek Five that we are going to get. This clearly is not going to be a remake. This is going to be a full-on continue the plot because obviously they wouldn't just make it, a remake it, if you're going. It to seems like they're heading that direction film. because the Puss in Boots one is. Very disconnected from like everything else, um, it could like Shrek cannot exist and it can just stand alone on its own thing. But this movie, it's like 
it is like uh, celebrating that like the actual history of like everything else Puss in Boots was involved in, and it's like it's it's actually making the Shrek movies canon. Like when I first saw the Gingerbread Man, like they exist. Like oh shit, they actually they they exist. It's just like not some weird universe of Puss in Boots is on his own. Right. They actually had flashba- uh, flashbacks of like him and Donkey. Yep. And it's like oh like that's canon to him. Like this, like I know this slips on a timeline because, like, think about Puss in Boots is like I guess I was wondering if like this takes place either before or after Strike. There's probably a line I missed in the first one, like that kind of references a little bit. This that before, one that takes place. Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I can't tell. I'm you. pretty sure it takes place after Strike at this point. Yeah, I would believe so. Um, more than likely because yeah. that was after the fourth Strike movie anyway. Yeah, and people were. I think the idea was people were getting tired of Strike, but they wanted to experiment with Puss in Boots anyway. Um, and so that's why it was pushed away from the universe overall. It, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. again, this is like the most connected it's ever been to everything else. Yep. Even the uh, first movie, like I thought it was just going to stand on its own thing, period. Like the first movie, just disconnect from everything. But uh, yeah, and we got to the ending where it's, you know, it's they go too far, far away. And so I'm curious, like, I don't know how they're going to make a sequel, because, like, it seems like Eddie Murphy and Mike Mars, wouldn't it be hard to get nowadays? Mainly Eddie Murphy. I'm not sure if he's still in it. He came back, so, and he was gone, he came back. I'm not sure if he's still in. I don't know if you know this, but, um, but yeah, the uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, Mike Myers. The only thing is Mike Myers is getting very old. Um, Eddie Murphy, not as old, but they're both older. And I think we're at a point where I don't think... I just don't believe... It depends. We have Chris Pratt as Mario. But if anything were to happen between now and Chris whenever this... Shrek. But that's what I'm saying. Is I don't know if people are comfortable with Shrek changing voices. I don't know if it matters or not. But if you are going to do it, do it right now. As in, if you're going to recast, don't wait until Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers are super old and can't do it just do it in this iteration I, the only problem yeah. is Eddie Murphy's comedy stylings are way too important to just start with someone random I guess we're in a different world because uh, Mike Myers is what sold that movie in the beginning but now the Shrek IP is like for kids I guess it would be like it's like uh, bigger than Mike Myers in terms of the movies yeah no uh, Mike Myers is almost not that he's irrelevant people know who Mike Myers is but not a lot of people in not the 21st kids. century. Not kids. Right. And probably not many people 20 or 20 and under yeah. know who Mike Myers is. Well, even like back then, back in the old days, kids were exposed to like Austin Powers too, even though it was an adult movie. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that it was Mike Myers at all. I just thought of him as Shrek. I can, uh, that's what, well, okay. I'm just making assumptions. That's why I assume. Cause I, didn't, I haven't watched the Austin Powers movies yet. Right. But, um, but like, uh, uh, Kids are not like weren't new, yeah. The kids just like knew of Mike Myers, and that's what that that brand sold. That's Shrek. right. That's right. So you know now we're at a point where, do you start over, and maybe? But I would have to hear like several other voice options. You know, um, I'm up for hearing Eddie Murphy play the role again because Eddie Murphy seems to, and we said we seen that. I don't know if you guys watch Coming to America, too, but he still has that comedic beat 
Um, well, also, Mike Markson is still the Shrek voice because Shrek made a cameo in his fucking Netflix show. Uh, I don't know. I forgot what it's called. I never watched it. But, like, I saw a clip of, like, a guy in a Shrek costume shows up and he does the voice. Yeah. And it's like, hey, Shrek. He's doing Shrek again. <laughs> I guess that was, like, a little sneak peek. Yeah, I know. I just, again, at some point, though, like, uh, let me see. How old are they? Like, they are, you know, like. He's got this part where we're looking up. Okay, never mind. Mike Myers is only 60. He could technically probably do this for another 2032, 2030, right? Basically, you could have him there for quite a bit longer. Eddie Murphy is 61. So Eddie Murphy's actually older than Mike Myers. Eddie Murphy is 61. So you could just, you could still have those two around uh, for quite a bit longer. Okay, yeah. Because, you know, I don't think they're going to, their voice will be so worse that they can't do it. Uh, yeah, but... This has been K9 Biscuits, Anthemocracy, and Blackjack! Walking out, everybody!